apologize. So sorry for rushing that. I just didn't want to. Like I said, once I recorded the whole 23-minute episode and then it got to the end, I didn't really act quickly on it. And then it just wiped out the rest of the recording. So, <laughs> we're back. Um, we're back with this little Twitter back and forth. All right, but we're not talking... Yeah, I already said that. One thing, and then the dude responds back to that. Okay, so let me... Since this is a new episode, let me... Quote-unquote episode. Let me um, pick up back with that the original tweet here not the original tweet but continuing on in the thread but we're not talking about some random person punching me in the face we're talking about police hurting unarmed citizens violent retaliation against them will get more people killed than otherwise then they'll fear us and hate us which accomplishes nothing and then one thing i will not do is be subservient and docile especially not when dealing with racism and oppression too many have died you can turn the other cheek, but don't preach like it's gonna that like that's gonna solve the problem. And then dude responds back. And you're talking as if going to war I should actually like. I, I, I ignored all of this because there was too many notifications, but uh, and you're talking as if go, going to war with the police isn't going to have consequences for everybody. Like you said, too many have died, and I'd rather not have that number grow, which violence definitely will do. So. <laughs> You kind of see the two this is a clear clear example of like the two the two sides i kind of originally let me see so the, the dude the dude taking the kind of more like a reactionary kind of approach um has a point here right they don't fear us they hate us hate us to the point where they want our utter existence done away with um okay let's okay let's assume that that's all true um, let's see what else he says. Okay, now he goes off into this weird example of if someone punches you in the face for no reason. Yeah, I see. This is an emotional reaction that I'm talking about here. It's like reacting. You want to think. First of all, okay, let me continue this thought. You want to think that when you are faced with this live confrontation, you'll react in any and all scenarios, right? Um, I think I, I went off on some story about uh, some French dude. He was mentally unstable and all that, being like flagrantly racist over in Quebec. And I was kind of like, I looked around, I, I assessed the scenario. This was back around Easter, before Easter. And I'm like, I look around and I assess the scenario. And it wasn't some scenario where like, we could have squared off, you know, and I walk away whoop his ass and then just kind of like well no whoop his ass walk away and then you know life carries on two people fought and that was the end this was like there's witnesses it's broad daylight there's even more people around because it's Easter weekend you know what I mean so and then there was no real escape route I'd have to go across the one bridge where the police would be coming so it's kind of like you know um in that scenario, you think to yourself, all right, so there's nothing to really... In this, in this particular scenario, it's best to... What would be perceived as looking the other way or whatever, however you want to kind of label it. It's a matter of some self-preservation, some maturity, some non-reactionary behavior, some having some level of observational skills, critical thinking 
being able to think on one's feet, which isn't always the case with, with everybody. But you really can't just go off on people for every perceived slight. You know what I mean? This is how things play out in the real world versus the internet, right? The internet, you can tweet and retweet and be pissed off and fire off tweets and fire off posts and say this and say that. It becomes different in a real world scenario. And even there's scales in the real world scenario. Like you can't really go at the cops, but you can go at the, you can go at a, you can at least call out a celebrity in celebrity land and, and entertainment land. But even then, like, I don't even know what the, what, like, what, what the, because this is live. Like, if he's saying this straight up and then something happens, meaning, sorry, if Daz is saying this kind of thing straight up and then something does in fact happen, well, there's the records, TMZ, right? Then there's also this other interesting theory about um, that this whole mess with, you know, with uh, Kanye is like a performance art thing, which I didn't think of, but I read, I read, I kind of read some some articles, and I'm like, all right, this is that's an interesting theory too. If that's how it plays out, cool. That's also a, I mean, you see, there's a debate there too. Um, playing in people's lives at this point, you're, you know, you're, a, you know, you're offending people and getting them riled up and they're getting emotional about this and so on and so forth. And then there's the other side that's like, yeah, this is brilliant. This is brilliant if that's the case. Anyway, I don't want to give that too much energy. But the larger theme here. The, the need to have a level of critical thinking skills, observational skills, situational, and realize that, and I, and I get it too. Like I'm someone who I almost at times go too far in the direction of caution, right? And there's plenty of people like this. The caution, the self-preservation will eclipse the need to be tough even when necessary you know what I mean because in the end when you're six foot the amount of times I've literally just had to brush somebody off when they're much shorter than me I'm six foot and I can go any well you know I think I've I've talked about my weight thing so 180 to 300 pounds so even the 180 is still a you know that's way quicker than (laughs) six foot quick and taller than most people six foot 300 pounds way heavier than most people i mean either no matter what way you you cut it if i see red and go off on somebody for real i'm a problem and i'm a threat and that's how it'll be perceived what was another thing that happened actually in which i had to kind of like oh yeah there was this one day that for whatever reason, I don't even remember now, but I was in a very, very, very bad mood. In a definitely was like a fighty, scrappy mood. And I'm not really that kind of way inclined, but I'm thinking like if someone says some shit. But I was walking and there was two, there was these two drunk dudes who in the beginning looked like they were being belligerent. But then as I thought about it later on, they were actually, kind of, it was like the drunken, overly bro bro kind of attitude. And I noticed from a distance, um, I was walking down the street. They were kind of 
however far away. Far enough I could hear them yelling, but not really make out what they were saying. And they're also drunk. But, um, and they were both fairly short. And I remember thinking to myself, basically the, the route that I was taking in which they were, it was like we would have had to have crossed paths and there was a there was a potential that one of them might have been belligerent or what I thought was being belligerent. And I said to myself, you know what? This could go very wrong. And then I, and I'm going to cross the street and then I'm going to walk up the street and then cross back over because I'll, I'll pace them because they're just being drunk and slow. And I were thinking like, because the way I, I played out with the the AA people call playing out the tape or whatever it's like okay so I go I walk by I'm pissed off I'm in a bad mood these guys say something and then either I smack one of them or shove one of them or one of them tries to shove me and then we get into a scrap in broad this was like maybe this was last year so this was the summer of last this was almost a year ago this was like in June or July or some shit so it's broad daylight. Uh, people can see. It was like a high, it was like a high traffic street. This was Bank Street. Get your Google Map and, see, and look at where the, you know. It's like the main one of the main streets in the city. There's gonna be. There's always cops around. There's gonna be a cop that sees this. And then what is a cop gonna say to me? Okay, first of all, a you're sober. B both these guys are drunk. C you're way bigger than them. You're taller than them. You probably have, from what I could tell, the tallest dude, the tallest of the two might have been 5'6 or 5'7. Um, <laughs> to me, 5'7 is short. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. So you're taller than them. And then they're going to, then the cop is going to, whatever cops show up are going to say some shit like, yes, you live down the street because I lived from where, from where this whole, from where I saw these dudes. Basically, we're at the, this is an interesting, if you want to get familiar with my city, um, Google Maps this. Google Billings Bridge. And then actually, I don't want to give them my location that much. Even though I geolocation everything. But I live eight minutes away from this place called Billings Bridge. And I was maybe three minutes into this into the walk from the mall home. <laughs> so it's like you live, you're five minutes away from home. And you allow yourself to get dragged into this scenario where you beat up two guys or whatever. I don't want to sound like some super tough guy. You get into a scrap with two guys in broad daylight. You're sober. They're drunk. Why didn't you just keep walking or cross the street, which is what I ended up doing? But this is why I'm. This, this is the point of this story, of this kind of long-winded story. Is that I'm very glad that I actually ended up just kind of crossing the street because this is, these are the kind of things. This is the kind of thing that I'm saying. Like I'll always, when possible, choose that particular scenario. Even when maybe sometimes I should choose the scrap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because for the most part, two dudes scrapping doesn't really. I mean, I don't know. Who am I to say? Maybe I'm just. This is one of those. This is one of those things. You think about it a bit and you're like. Sometimes words don't always, you know. People don't always understand. being scolded i guess that's not even the right way to say it people don't always stand being ver like verbal it's like we live in this society of arguing and debating and there's a lot of debating 
that goes on, whether it's online or the real world. I think this is. I think maybe this is part of the larger theme of dociling oneself. Um, or we live in a docile society. We live in a. We do a lot of symbolic gestures and symbolic kind of action, whether it's boycotting or whether it's you know protesting or whether it's marching or whether it's you know tweeting or posting. And then there's this distinction between social media or armchair activism and then like real activism or whatever. And it's kind of like, you know, many of the people who, oh, I say this, it's like we're, we're, we're caught between these two sort of um, methods of action. But there's no real physical threat behind any of it. You know what I mean? This is what the one dude was saying. Um, but then the other dude is saying, you know, well, the violence will just lead to more violence. And, you know, maybe it's good. And I mean, of course, violent crime is down, you know, in North America. And, you know, there's... Um, it's like when you think to back in, like, I'm thinking back to, like, some period within some 100 or 200 or 300 year stretch, say 1500s or 1700s, some time where there was not surveillance all the time, like the taverns in, 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 in London, England, and people are like bodying each other in the street over a fight. All those, all those bar fights that ended in a murder, basically. And that was just the norm. And it's like, okay, it's good that that doesn't happen anymore. But at some point, you know, people are ready to talk a lot and they're not ready to take an action that is a threat. Like, it's like the protesting, right? It's like you're protesting billionaires or millionaires or multi-billion corporations and you protest and, <laughs> you know, they don't really, it doesn't really affect anything. It's like no money is affected. Um, I don't know. This is, this is, this is, these are my observations. And I'm not saying the, you know, again, I guess it's, I'll let's run, I'll just cap this off. This is the, there's always two sides. I know people want to kind of play the game of black and white and absolutes. That black and white thing wasn't supposed to be a pun. <laughs> but um, there's this game of like absolutes when there's so much middle to be explored and there's so much like you know it's like there's heaven and hell and there's earth you know what I mean like, I don't know if that's the best way to put it but you got the kumbaya in, the, in heaven you got total chaos in earth and then you have or sorry on in hell and then you have like the reality of the reality right you have reality earth which is like you know you have to maneuver through and adventure through variety of personalities a variety of scenarios they're all happening at once and then you got to figure out how you're going to live and survive and then make sure the people around you are living and surviving and not get caught up in a mess that you never created that you really won't solve but you need to be able to affect how one person thinks um, that was a good one <laughs> that little spiel there with that little rant was, that little sub rant was good you know
That was good. But I'm still going to 640 bars. So I'll be back in a minute. Good morning. Picking this up just to say that um, I was thinking about this whole concept of Mr. West, essentially his actions being part of this larger performance art, performance art piece that I know is causing everybody to sort of become participants in the performance without them knowing or I guess some knowing, because some people have called him out on it. And maybe this is something that I actually should be expanding on in any different quote-unquote episode. So maybe I'll uh, just ride this out and then discuss a bit of that. But, as I was saying in whatever part of the earlier part of the rant, if it is performance art, is it playing with people's lives and playing with people's emotions and playing with people's um, minds, causing them to enrage, causing them to be enraged, causing them to, you know, get into their feelings, quote unquote. And again, I was just thinking about this right now as I was about to do push-ups. I'm like, even even if it is, even if he is. And it has sparked this interesting larger conversation that everybody's participating in. And even in that sense, he's accomplished his his objective. This seems to be a larger theme. I know I'm giving this energy, even though I always say I won't, but you see how I'm thinking about it. It's interesting to me now. Um, you know, he has often had this history of provoking conversations through actions even if they're seeming ignorant um but if this is a larger part of a if this whole you know his whole behavior recently is this larger performance piece that's causing people to look at mental health look at race relations look at you know history and so on and so forth your the, the reactions that people are having the emotional reactions are still to me indicative of this larger serious problem in society of reacting to everything how often am i talking about reacting and emotional and emotional reaction it's the same i mean i don't know if that's part of his objective but i'm sure i mean i'm not again i'm not here to defend the man i actually don't necessarily care much for his his actions but hence why i always kind of say i don't give energy even though i am but <laughs> Um, it's still it's down to the individual you know what I mean it's down to the individual to sort of assess the you know the first thing we do is react and I know that we live in a time of open conversation and you know decentralized nature of everything we do we, we interact more with each other we every day we choose to engage in you know, short form, long to long form communication through various mediums. But if you react emotionally, that's on you. That's how. That's totally on you. And I, while everybody wants to look like a tough guy, it's kind of like, or look like an internet intellectual and so on. 
it's kind of like you got to think about you got to think about how what that gets you long term um where the energy <laughs> the energy where the energy is being um you know displaced how it's being distributed I had an interesting thing this morning, or even last night as I was going to bed. Uh, without giving too many details, I stumbled across a video. It's like why I stopped watching X specific person. So I click it. And the dude gives this, you know, to somebody who just stumbled across it, it would be like, he kind of stumbles on his words, he doesn't get to the point kind of reminds me of myself a bit in the way that I kind of deliver things. It's like, I'm just always, it's something that I'm now embracing. It's like the long-winded answer. <laughs> um, but he says, he's like, I stopped watching this specific, this specific um, person online because it created this false sense of, I'm really accomplishing something. And I'm really, becoming a more of a efficient and product, productive person. Meanwhile, it's all just a dopamine rush that I get from watching this other person be totally productive and then I myself am not doing anything. Well, I'm doing things, but not to that to that scale. And that's just funny because I'm like, yeah, man. Like, This is what you get when you get a lot of this, when you consume a lot of this info. It's like you start to, it's like you feed off of the energy of what else, you know, what else, the other things that are going on it's it's a drug of sorts. It's, an, it's somewhat of an addiction, and you yourself don't um, accomplish much. And I say this because I've been thinking. Also, as you can tell, I'm a thinker. <laughs> I've been thinking about periods in which I've been totally super productive, almost to a, to a fault, being super efficient, being a workaholic. Much of that tied to. Um, alcoholism and being very um alcohol just kind of gives you that rush it's a depressant but it, it has the maskings of it or the disguise of a stimulant at least in the short term and you can get a lot of things done and out of the way that's why a lot of people drink on the job and so on but um in the end you know let me let me pick this up actually. I'm gonna let the music ride out and then I'm gonna pick this up because now I'm now I'm in a zone here. Hold on. Mm-hmm. 